am excited to welcome you to Live Healthy Naturally, a podcast about how to get healthy and stay healthy naturally. I'm Dr. Samya Shrivan. You can find us on all major podcast hosts, including Google, Apple, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> so here I have today with me, Neha. I think I've known you for how many years now? Oh, goodness. Five? Is that it? So, seems longer, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I've known you all my life. <laughs> so I guess I met you when I saw you for your daughter's That's appointment. Right. Yes. That's but right. obviously, you now we have actually become such good friends since. And I love that. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. It, it's just ha- has been such a wonderful journey all along. You know, I always thank all these little ones that brought their mommies <laughs> into my office. So I could actually become friends with them. It's awesome. And uh, we're going to talk about your daughter and your journey through health, different things that you have tried, what worked, what didn't work and how everything is, everything was and everything is. So tell me a little bit about your background, Neha, in the sense that what do you do maybe, like, you know, what is your, where are you from and uh, how long have you been here, that kind of a thing? Sure. So I was born and raised in India. Mm -hmm. I moved here with my family when I was 16. Okay. And been here since. I've been in Texas since. Wow. So you moved to Texas first. Yes. Oh, I didn't even know that. Okay. Yeah, when I was 16. Okay. So been here since then. Got married about 13 years ago. Okay. You have two little girls and a dog. I work in the IT field and, you know, juggling work and being mommy and all the fun (laughs) things we do. (laughs) This is true. So tell me a little bit about your childhood in the sense that how were you raised? Since we are talking obviously about healing and our health journeys and all of this in this podcast. Tell me a little bit about how was it when you were a child? Like, you know, did you have any kind of sicknesses that you had to deal with? You know, what was the idea in your family about health? Like, how did they deal with it? Yeah, so people assume that if you were born and raised in India, then everybody's following the natural path and Ayurveda and this and that. But that is not not really true. I mean, a lot of people are really gravitating towards modern medicine, even, you know, Western medicine, even back in the day when I was younger. And that's how your family was? Yes. Okay. But I did have some exposure to homeopathy because my grandmother was very interested in it. Ah. And time and time again, you know, she used to go to this little homeopathy doctor's clinic on the side of the, you know, how they have those little clinics in India, pretty close to the house and you could just walk. Right. So that's how, you know, my exposure to homeopathy began. Ah. And in my gut, like I always felt like I would shy away from medication. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was sick and I'd be like, no, I'll be fine. Just give it another day, mom. Just give it another day. And I just felt like there was a better way of doing it. I didn't really know quite what to do or what remedies to take. But I always felt like there was a better way. Aww. See, I mean, you know, we talk about intuition, right? Like there are some things that we just know in Mm -hmm. our gut. And we talk about that a lot, even with spirit. Like, you know, like our spirits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How our spirits actually know even ahead of time, mm-hmm. what it needs, even if it doesn't have the knowledge yes. of what needs to be done. So that's beautiful. That's that is beautiful. I mean, it's always the case. And I see that so much more now, you know, than ever before. I always used to be very logical, very, you know, that everything has to be this, this, and this. Like everything mm-hmm. has to be matter. Mm-hmm. It's amazing because my father used to practice Reiki. 
Okay. Wow. And uh, I did not believe in any of those things <laughs> growing up. I did not. Wow. I know it's it's interesting, right? Yeah. That you would think that, you know, somebody like me would be the one that would be all of that. But I wasn't. I was like, I don't know what the heck my dad is doing. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's like he's doing all kinds of things with his hands. Strange. This is just, yes. I'm like, dad, you need to stop being strange because you're actually, you know, creating a bad reputation for doctors stop doing oh, those kinds no. of I, I like know. discouraging him. exactly i mean i didn't exactly say it to him because in india you don't really say those mm-hmm. kinds of, but that's how i was thinking in my head i'm like oh gosh my dad does all these woo-woo stuff ah uh-uh stuff you know that doesn't make any <laughs> sense and everybody's going to think he's a witch doctor and all of that but the longer i've practiced mm-hmm. the more people i've seen what i actually realize is that oh my god energy moves matter mm-hmm. and it's not the other way around so if i don't really and homeopathy is actually energy medicine it works on the energetic level not yeah. really on the matter but the energy moves the matter so it's amazing how you know we all have even with whatever background we come from we actually mm-hmm. still have so many reservations and so many things change over a period of time we've just all come a long way let's yes. just say that yes. <laughs> So since your grandmother was so into natural stuff, was there any kind of natural remedies that she used for you guys that you can maybe share with our listeners? You know, not really anything specific. Mm-hmm. I could just think of homeopathy as being something that she would gravitate towards, but not really, you know, making special teas uh-huh. or things like that. When okay, you no homemade sick, remedies. No homemade okay. remedies or anything like that that I can remember or recall. Okay, well, that's all right. Because I always ask my, you know, people that I interview because it's always amazing how people actually have all these different things mm-hmm. that people do. And I'm like, wow, tell me more. Because even just recently, I had a patient that told me about a place that she went to in India and recently and this person actually did kind of like a lymphatic massage for her and this lymphatic massage that this person did then they actually put some packs on like her abdomen and her chest and all of that and it just blew my mind because even though you know I mean again that's the reason why it's like what I don't know is the size of the ocean (laughs) <laughs> right <laughs> what i know always is like the size grain. of the grain grain of a sand sand grain that's all i know so obviously it's like i was blown away by some of the things that she shared wow. with me yes and i was like oh my god that is wonderful i said oh i need to go learn that as well so that's why i asked everybody because there's always something that i can learn and our listeners can too and the more tools we have in our arsenal mm-hmm. the better it is isn't absolutely. it absolutely yeah all right so then tell me and how did you then you know from kind of being raised in a conventional you know methods mm-hmm. even though you knew it mm-hmm. how did you come to know or how did you come to wanting to do differently so it's funny because it started with not even health stuff it started with cosmetics and ah. body care stuff so okay. i started researching on what's in our soap Okay. One fine morning. I don't even know why. Wow. And started realizing there's all these chemicals and all our body care products. Mm. And I remember reading a book. It was called No More Dirty Looks. It was written a long time ago and they had some resources on, you know, what brands have natural okay. you know, ingredients. But more than that, it taught you what to look for, which are the bad ingredients. 
Very cool. So I remember literally going into the bathroom and wiping everything clean because every single product I had, <laughs> whether it was makeup or body care, had something toxic or filled with chemicals. This is actually very interesting. I yeah. didn't know this at all again. So it's always you know <laughs> good to find out, right? Wow. So that's okay. how it started. And I didn't even have kids back then. I was married at the time. And my husband looked at me very suspiciously. Obviously. He's like, this is a good trick to buy new products. I'm like, no, the old ones go. They're not staying. Wow. And again, another important thing that I want to point out here is most people actually start this, like, you know, looking at things differently once mm -hmm. they have kids because they are looking at it for their kids. But it's interesting that you, because, I mean, you did say that it was something that you always had. Yeah. And so obviously that is continued into mm -hmm. it. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. So that's how it started. And mm -hmm. um, it just made me more conscious of reading ingredients, even on food labels uh -huh. and all of that. So it basically began a journey of research. Mm -hmm. And then one thing leads to another, to another. Right. And then when my daughter was born, she had colic and, you know, I was trying to find ways to kind of get her to not be so restless. And I started researching essential oils mm. and that's how that journey began. Okay. So, you know, she had some allergies or what it seemed like at the time she was coughing all the time she had eczema like food allergies food allergies uh -huh. or we couldn't even pinpoint at that point what okay. what it was that she was allergic to i remember the turning point was when we changed our pediatrician because and that is so important because mm -hmm. you have to listen to your gut you know there are people and that that are going to tell you no you're just imagining things or this is going to go away on its own and when you see your child suffer and you know there's something wrong and you know in your heart something can be done you have to be an advocate yes. for them because they can't really describe in words I agree. what's going on with them yes so when we changed our pediatrician it was a turning point she we walked in and she was like okay definitely gluten allergy mm -hmm. definitely this and that and then we got started on you know getting the tests done for allergies and she came back positive to all these food allergies mm -hmm. i mean potatoes mm -hmm. eggs dairy yeah you name it and right. she had all these allergies so we started doing a protocol to just kind of remove these foods from her system the mm -hmm. one that helped the most was gluten obviously because mm -hmm. she was severely allergic to gluten she didn't have celiac mm -hmm. but she was allergic but her cough didn't really go away and i I could just tell there was more mm -hmm. like she was not thriving, ah, you know, Yes. even despite removing those foods from okay. her diet. So I started up again. That's what moms do. Researching. <laughs> How do you reverse? Thank God. goodness know, for thank moms, goodness isn't for it? Moms. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, researching moms. Let's put it that yeah, way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Without having to scare yourself because, right. you know, you can you can start researching and then it's like too much information yeah. too at times. So. I was trying to figure out how do you reverse food allergies. I mean, mm. I don't want her to live with these food allergies for the rest of her life. And right. surely there's got to be a way. Right. And everybody says no, but right. I was like, there should be. Right. So I read an article that mm. talked about how naturopath doctors mm -hmm. can help reverse mm -hmm. food allergies by basically resetting right. your, your system. Right. And it was just an aha moment for me. Uh -huh. And I was like, what? Obviously, like right. this makes so much sense because right. you're not masking the symptoms. You're trying to go to the root of the problem right. and looking at it from a whole body perspective, not just like one organ here, one issue here, one issue there. So I then went online and looked for naturopath doctors in the ah. area. And there you were like <laughs> nicely sitting 10 miles away from me. Wow, that is convenient. <laughs> it really was. 
I couldn't have asked for, you know, anything else at that point. And honestly, I felt like I'd hit the jackpot when I met you. So the healing journey began truly at that point. And can you tell me a little, or can you tell our listeners as to what were the things that she was having when she, when you found us or when you found me and then we started the whole process, what was it and what did the healing Mm -hmm. journey look like? Because a lot of times, you know, one of the things that I even often tell my new patients is this, that yes, you will start seeing changes, but you're not going to see major changes if you don't even try something for three months and this is true for any practitioner Mm -hmm. not just me Mm -hmm. the reason is that how our cells actually are our cells usually you know kind of regenerate or reproduce Mm -hmm. pretty much on average once every three months you know overall in the body so in the three month mark we actually see major differences compared to the one month mark and then in the six month mark we would see even much bigger differences than the one month mark and a lot of times people actually start on these chronic healing journeys Mm -hmm. And, you know, they actually start out with a lot of vigor and, you know, energy to it. But then they maybe a month into it or two months into it, they actually lose that momentum Momentum. and they stop. And when they stop, essentially, they just lost that three month Mm -hmm. mark and they have to start over again whenever they start. So that's the reason why I would love for you to share what it looked like for her, for you, so that it'll be a lot more easier for people to understand what does it even look like, a healing journey. Yeah, absolutely. And that makes sense. It takes time and effort, everything. But at the same time, it's just so rewarding, isn't it? Yes. So when we started, obviously there were all these foods that she couldn't eat. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even have a crumb of gluten. And gluten isn't everything. It's right. in bread, you know, it's in crackers and all these, you know, Omnipresent. And, yeah, <laughs> everywhere. Cereal, yes. you name yes. it. Gluten is everywhere. So I couldn't even have a crumb of gluten in my plate. And mm-hmm. if she would be near it or eat it, she would, you know, start having flare-ups. Apart from the food allergies Mm -hmm. and the foods that she couldn't eat, there were some obvious things that you could see. Mm -hmm. So eczema Mm -hmm. was one, coughing Mm -hmm. was another, tummy issues, Mm -hmm. constant tummy issues, irritability. I mean, you could clearly see the child. And how old was she at that time? Wow, you're going to really take me back. I think four. Four. Okay. I I kind of thought that she was around four or five, but I got, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, four. So irritability and uh, mood swings and just overall, I just wanted her to be more happy and Mm -hmm. more easygoing, just go with the flow, that those kinds of things. So when we started, Mm -hmm. that obviously it was a process, right? but I started seeing differences very quickly. Yes. Very, very quickly. And that is the amazing thing about our bodies. Right. You know? Yes. They respond so quickly when we're on the right path to healing. Yes, they do. And uh, yeah, I remember a couple months into it, obviously we started seeing improvements right away, but a couple months into it, there she was, you know, just being so happy and Mm. laughing and jumping and playing. And I couldn't, I just couldn't believe it. Yes. Because she wasn't suffering and bogged down by those, you know, physical ailments, tummy issues or this hurting or coughing or just being bogged down with all those things. And she could eat things. Yes. Yes. She could try things and decide whether or not she wants it. And, you know, we would respect her boundaries and her body and Mm -hmm. telling her what she wanted or didn't want to Mm -hmm. eat or try. But it was also a lot to do with the 
mental, the mind games, right? Because yes. we've told her so long, don't eat this, it's right. going to hurt you. Don't eat this, it's right. going to hurt you. Yes. And then changing that and going, it's okay, you yes. you can do it. Your body is capable yes. because you're on this beautiful path of healing. What a beautiful gift mm -hmm. to give her, right? Because essentially so many people are afraid of so many things. Like even food is something that people have become afraid of, right? Mm -hmm. So many people. Mm -hmm. And because we actually are always wondering about, oh, what is this food going to do? What is that food is going to do? And also there is so much information out there about this is the enemy and that is the devil. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is the Satan and all yeah. of those things. Yeah. So, which means that it actually makes everybody so afraid of so many different yeah. things and don't even know what is right, what is wrong. Versus now, instead of actually making her more fearful, now actually telling her, no, your body has the ability to heal and see it healing. Mm -hmm. Now you can actually do it. And this is something that I hope she keeps forever because mm -hmm. it's not even about, you know, the medicine she took. It's not about who treated her. It's not about any of those mm -hmm. things, but the ability of the body to heal. Mm -hmm. And if we know that always in our gut mm -hmm. that we have the ability to heal, then we are always going to research. We're going to seek. We're going to find and we are going to actually get on that journey at one point or another. And that is the most important lesson out of all of this. That is so true. That yeah. is true. And she and she gets it. I mean, but we also balance things out. Right. Just because we know you can eat gluten now doesn't right. mean you're going to overdo it. Right. So we balance it out. And yes. she understands yes. that, you know, still listen to your body. It's yes. just the most important thing. Yes. Yes. And that's the thing. The reason is also, I mean, you know, some things are not really food anymore. Mm -hmm. We have to say that too, right? Mm -hmm. Not everything is food. Like, you know, just because we put a label on it as yeah. food does not make it food. No. You know, if it comes from a you know, if it comes from a factory, you know, which has actually been put in there and it can stay on a shelf mm -hmm. forever, it's mm -hmm. not food. Mm -hmm. So the more we eat those kinds of things, the body's language is pain. It's cough. It's eczema. Mm -hmm. This is the way it speaks. Yeah. And if we only know how to decipher that language, we would be able to go and help the cause of mm -hmm. it instead of actually just putting band-aids here and there and everywhere, exactly. right? Until the body keeps crying through different organs yeah. because it's going to. Yeah, it has to tell you somehow. Exactly. So, exactly. So yeah, amazing um, healing journey. And of course, we tried acupuncture also mm -hmm. with that, which really helped move forward the healing process yes. quickly. And there's the Nambodri method of acupuncture. Yes. Nate. Uh, that really helps yes. with specifically for allergies yes. and I think that has also was a wonderful addition to yes. our protocol yes no that's wonderful yes Nate actually helps amazingly for so many different things and because acupuncture really works very much in conjunction with what we do so everything if you think about it I was just thinking about it recently as to how conventional medicine is all about matter mm -hmm. and most of the other systems of medicine are all about energy, energy. Okay, and I was just thinking that, wow, so all these systems are actually constantly, you know, systematically nullified, mm -hmm. which are actually based on energy, energy. because Chinese medicine is yeah. based on energy. You know, Ayurveda is based on energy. Mm -hmm. Homeopathy is based on energy. So which means that and all of these systems work wonderfully. And because acupuncture works in the same exact mm -hmm. way as homeopathy, we do pills with homeopathy, which actually moves energies in a certain way and balances it out. And acupuncture does it through needles. So it's the same thing. And so I love acupuncture. I'm always mm -hmm. like, like, I personally go and get acupuncture done because, you know, it's like amazing, you yeah. know, just 
I can go lay there for an hour and get <laughs> acupuncture. Exactly. Pretty much that's what I do every time. I go take and, you know, get acupuncture. It's wonderful. So yeah. everybody should really do these kinds of things or have them in their, you know, yeah. arsenal. And sometimes people think that kids are too young right. for acupuncture. But, you know, you you can't undermine their abilities to, yes. like, how am I going to make a five-year-old lie down still for right. 30 minutes right. with needles? Right. But it is, it, she did it. Yes. Yes. I mean, some kids probably may have some, but again, it has to do with the energy flow, mm-hmm. right? Because all the kids have the ability to be able to be still for a certain period of mm-hmm. time. But depending on how much they can, there are still some things that can be done. Exactly. Yes. Okay. And so the eczema went away mm-hmm. and she's able to eat all the foods that she yeah. eats. Okay. Now, and there's nothing that she's allergic to anymore food wise. Nope. Okay. And then... Did she grow? What happened after yeah, that? Yeah, so she was thriving and growing and everything seems to be perfectly aligned. We continue to do detoxes and, mm-hmm. you know, recently we also learned about, not recently, we also learned about thermograms, mm-hmm. which was a such a perfect tool. Yes. I mean, I don't know why we push things away, but sometimes yes. we're like, it's so non-invasive. Right. Yes. You know, and it tells you all these and things. And radiation-free. Radiation-free. Yes. And all these other procedures that people do, blood, yes. even blood work can yes. detect some of the things that the thermogram can detect even yes. 10 years yes. or more yes. ahead, ahead of, time. of time. Yes. Yeah. Because the thing is that, you know, this is the example I usually give people. Like blood work, I'm not actually dissing the blood work at all. You know, we obviously do blood work, you know, from time to time for people who need it. Like, you know, for people, you know, that we need it for. But the problem that we see often, at least especially after I've learned more about the thermograms and since we have been doing thermograms and we've been seeing the results with that, it's been amazing how the blood work misses so much because blood work is pretty much like a river Mm -hmm. that's actually going to a village. Right. So the river carries certain kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But what does the village do with that? You will not know until you really look at the village. Mm -hmm. Instead, we are looking at the river Mm -hmm. and we are saying, okay, the river has this, the river doesn't have this. But what does it even mean if the village is capable of doing it or not? You know, that's a great way of putting it. So that's what thermograms do. They actually look at the tissues Mm -hmm. instead of at the blood. Yeah, because blood carries things temporarily. Waste, it carries it temporarily. It's mm-hmm. not there permanently, but it actually goes and throws everything into the tissues or brings things from the tissues and eliminates it. That's the only job of the blood. It's not really do it all. So which means that if you don't really look at the tissues, we are not getting a whole picture. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have been really getting from thermograms, yeah. which actually helps us understand the root cause of problems and help us help people better. Yeah. And just looking at the, the thermogram and how it can effectively give you a whole body picture. Yes. I was I was so amazed. What was uh, her thermogram like? And do you remember specifically what was found that was mind-blowing for you like you didn't expect to see it and you know what was done after that so i think with her the Mm -hmm. heavy metals yes of course and And especially because she's only like what eight now yeah eight and so a lot of times this is another thing that people think oh you're so young exactly how is it possible that you will actually have heavy metals Mm -hmm. right and i can even tell you that probably that's been something that's been going on for much longer And that is also one of the reasons for eczema because many, many, many times we see heavy metals as a cause for eczema Mm -hmm. and the detoxification pathways. That's another thing that the thermogram shows is how our detoxification pathways Mm -hmm. are. 
which yeah. is so important because if those are not working optimally then the body detoxifies poorly causing problems exactly and so yeah go ahead with and that. you know some people naturally detox better than others yes Yes, they do. And uh, just because one child doesn't have an issue with certain things, the right. other child wouldn't either. It's not, you know, they're two different bodies, right. you know. So with her, of course, there were issues with heavy metals and mm-hmm. then adrenals mm-hmm. and lymphatic system. Yes. So it just gave us so much more. And when I look at the thermogram, you know, with you, mm-hmm. I I know some people might think it's stressful, but mm-hmm. I actually find it exciting. Yes. <laughs> because I'm like, wow, yes. you can do so much. Yes. Because now we have all this information. Yes. That we, I mean, it's at our disposal and we can miracles again. Exactly. And it's not really a diagnosis too, right? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times I think that's what it is because most people are used to getting a diagnosis and no solution. Mm -hmm. Once you get a diagnosis, what it means is that you're just pretty much stuck with it for the rest of your life. It means you have to take medication. So I would rather not know. Mm -hmm. But the thermograms are not that way. They actually show us where our bodies, it's like a roadmap. It shows you are here. And then we can actually take the path. Mm -hmm. We can change the trajectory of our health from that. And that's what I love about it because it gives us an action plan Mm -hmm. rather than just a name, just a diagnosis that you're stuck with for the rest of your life. So, I mean, once we got on the heavy metal detox, Mm -hmm. It was, you could really see her accelerate in all different avenues of her life, whether it be school, Mm -hmm. whether it be, you know, just overall uh, not getting so tired towards the Mm -hmm. end of the day, her energy levels, her focus. Yes. Focus was the biggest one. And it wasn't like before she was bouncing off the walls or anything. Mm -hmm. But in general, overall, her demeanor, Mm -hmm. everything started to kind of change change, and just a little bit more relaxed and not, you know, of course, that the adrenals also caught up. So everything started falling in place. And now she's a happy, healthy (laughs) eight-year-old who just, you know, wants to play and mess with her sister all the time, of (laughs) course. So that goes on. (laughs) That's wonderful. And again, another thing that I also want to mention here is, so some of the things that we think are just in that child, like, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, a newborn is almost like a clean slate. Mm And it couldn't be farther from the truth, mm-hmm. you know, because we actually, like, I mean, your eggs were formed when you were in the womb of your mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, which means that there are some generational things that are being mm-hmm. passed on mm-hmm. as well. And even adrenal stress. And this is the reason why they often say that during the pregnancy of the mother, it's very important mm-hmm. to actually, you know, be happy. happy. Because if, let's say that we are stressed during our pregnancies, then that gets carried on into the baby. And the baby actually starts becoming stressed from being in the womb. Mm-hmm. So I do thermograms and we, in our office, we have thermograms done for like three, four year olds. And you can see the adrenals being severely stressed. And I'm thinking, wow, I mean, it's amazing how those little kids actually have all of those kinds of problems starting from that point in time. And obviously they, they come to us because they have something going on. Wow. It's not like they're completely happy, healthy kids. Yeah. They wouldn't be coming to us at that point in time. But that's important to actually also talk about here because you mentioned how her adrenals were stressed. Mm-hmm. And most people don't believe that, mm-hmm. you know. What is the stress for a child? I know, right? Right. But it's it's obviously not an external stress. It's not necessarily they're actually feeling stressed because they have a responsibility. They have to pay mm-hmm. bills. <laughs> But it's something that's internal. Their body is in the sympathetic mode. It's in the fight or flight mode often. And that is the reason why they are not happy either. And another thing that I also want to say here is because I've actually seen this, unfortunately, so many times where parents are so upset 
with their kids because they don't have focus mm -hmm. or they actually you know maybe are jumping off the walls mm -hmm. and they are upset with them and or maybe they are not really able to listen right and they think they're doing it purposely you know they are doing it you know to actually disrespect them mm -hmm. and they're actually just being hard kids and maybe i've even seen where some parents just hit the kid oh. you know from time to time because they think somehow that'll actually change their demeanor mm -hmm. but i mean in those cases when i actually have done the thermograms it's heart wrenching because mm -hmm. you see heavy metals in them you see detoxification pathways are completely blocked you see that there is a deficit in brain circulation mm -hmm. i see all of these different things and i'm thinking oh my god obviously the kid is not doing it intentionally he doesn't know what to do these are all just behaviors that come out of what is inside you know in the body internally mm -hmm. the problems you know have that's yeah. been wrecked inside the body is what is showing up as these behaviors and so that's the most important thing that i want to convey through this specific interview as well is that when we change those things as you were saying she was irritable mm -hmm. and now she's happy so naturally when we take off all that load the child becomes happier because that is the true nature yeah. of the child it is just that they couldn't really express that when they are in pain internally yeah yeah and when 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 they are going through something like that and mm -hmm. if, if something is causing like a, it could be a normal situation where you wouldn't think it's stressful for the child but say they are getting stressed and they are acting in a way right. they are not really using their frontal part of yes. their brain at that point yes. you know you can't reason with them at that point yes. and they're just it's their fight flight yes. that is kicked in yes. their cortisol levels are are through the roof yes. and which pregnancy isn't stressed these days i right. mean you know most of us live in a in a society where yes. we are constantly running i mean even yes. if you're just working and running from point a to point b all day long doing something right. and if your cortisol levels are high your yes. baby's probably born with high levels yes. of cortisol and you know their adrenals are already yes to begin with yeah. and on top of it think about food allergies yeah. and all of that all i mean her body external. was just mm -hmm. yeah her body yeah. was just like but how amazing it is is that that no matter all of that still no matter how stressed mm -hmm. it was it can still change yeah. no matter what had happened in the past it can still heal Yeah. and that is the power exactly. that we all hold every single one of yeah. us nobody is free of that absolutely <laughs> which is a good thing <laughs> and what else you know do you have anything that's personal that you want to share personal i think i uh, there's a lot of time people come and say oh homeopathy is just placebo effect mm -hmm. you know of course the mind is amazing right. and we can't undermine your mind's ability to heal yes right but at the same time you know i do want to share that homeopathy works on animals yes yes and it is amazing i i remember so if you don't mind me sharing i called you in tears yes. saying my dog yes. is suffering you know <laughs> yes no really really she's a vet too <laughs> no and i'm I not i called you on a personal note and that's right. why i said so may i help yes. me not doctor shridhar yes. help me yes. but you know and he was having seizures right and the medication that they were going to put him on maybe was going to help his right. seizures but was definitely going to ruin his liver right and uh, we were like okay so like what do we do right and once we put him on his homeopathy remedies yes. his seizures stopped yes. within the first two weeks yes there's so many ways of putting things down and saying oh this doesn't work oh right. that doesn't work right. it's just a matter of really digging 
looking deeply inside and experiencing, and experiencing right because yeah. i don't think there is any replacement for experience no. until we experience something we don't really know what it means exactly. we can just go by what another person says and parrot that uh-huh. but we won't know until we experience what it means yeah and you know i actually have to say that i'm i was honored that you called Aww. me when your dog <laughs> was sick because i'm like wow she really thinks that you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm a vet too on the side, okay? <laughs> and like she has a dog. I'm sure she's, you know, already <laughs> giving homeopathy well, I did, right? I did. But the thing is, I would never actually say any of these things out loud because I'm like, you know, I'm not a vet, obviously. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I don't really want to take on four-legged, four animals, you know, four, four babies as well right yeah. now. And obviously, again, you know, I mean, because I'm not, I wasn't trained in that completely, but we are all, it's all life. Yes. So, which means that, you know, similar things work on similar lives. It's not <laughs> going to be that different. And that's why I think I even told you, right, that, you know, you have to understand that I am not, you know, yes. a vet. So, which means that I'm not really claiming anything here, but we're going to try something. Exactly. <laughs> yes. yes. And, and you were so, I mean, you were so um, cool about it. You weren't like, no, I'm not, you know, right. but at the same time, here's my disclaimer. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yes. Well, I have to speak the truth, right? Yes. <laughs> because I don't. And we'll just have to try and see and if it's not then i'll find you a good vet who can do good homeopathy (laughs) which is is probably hard to find too but you know here we are no we would have found somebody if we needed it but thankfully we didn't need to so that's (laughs) yeah no that's actually a very very good thing that you shared because even for babies right Mm -hmm. you know babies who don't really have you know that psychological attachment to anything Mm -hmm. specifically we actually are able to heal ear infections and things like that and we have been you know and then they came up with this idea that oh well if the mother feels strongly about something then the child is actually going to feel better i'm like if that is the case the mother always wants the child to feel well how come so many course of antibiotics you know doesn't actually heal anything and it keeps coming back right so it's not like the mother was thinking oh i'm giving an antibiotic now the child is not going to get better or going to get sick next time so it's like all these concepts are not really Mm -hmm. true but you know they try to keep giving it demerits but it is and obviously you know it's really one of the probably what the second or third popular medicine in all of the Mm -hmm. all of the world so obviously it works otherwise we wouldn't be here still no (laughs) you know well and another thing that i do want to mention is that i really enjoy the fact that you're always so willing to share information Mm -hmm. i mean obviously i came to you specifically for you know food allergy issues and and whatever we were going through at the time but you kind of had me you know go on this beautiful journey of healing and health and trying to look at everything in that perspective at Mm -hmm. home and also like when the kids are little you know I think when they get sick our first response used to just be panic at one point Mm -hmm. I don't know what I need to do do I need to take her to the ER what do I need to do right that has completely been eliminated from our lives. Yes. There's the sense of calm mm-hmm. where I do feel so empowered. Yes. That I have the tools yes. and I don't even have to call you for every little yes. sniffle. Yes. You know, you have kind of empowered me to learn and take our family's health in my own hands. Yes. And that is, I mean, what an amazing gift. Yes. But you do have to understand that that actually has something, it says more about you too. Because... I mean, I can educate, I can talk about it. I mean, I have like so many videos and podcasts and all of these things. But do you think everybody is going to take it and get empowered with it? No, we can actually give the information, but it's up to the person to take it as well. So you are so powerful that you actually took that information and you ran with it. 
And that makes me so happy. Always it does. Whenever people actually do those kinds of things, it is, I mean, truly, that is what makes me feel fulfilled. Because that is my true intention is not for people to become dependent on me, but for them to become so empowered because we truly can. Every mother can treat their kids for all the acute. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I truly, truly, truly believe that. And that's the reason why we even have all the protocols on our website for free. Like, please take it, do it, try it. That's the only way when you practice something. And I remember how you used to panic mm -hmm. initially yeah. when anything used to happen. And now I see that big change mm -hmm. in you that has taken place where you're calm, you know, you deal with most of the things yourself and you yeah. only come to me when it's not really something that you know how to deal with. Yeah. And that is wonderful. And I haven't seen your kids in a long time. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Right. Because Every time, you know, you actually do that, what it does obviously for you is it retrains yes. that I can do this. Mm -hmm. And the more you do it, the more you feel powerful and strong. Mm -hmm. I mean, I definitely give that back to you Aww. because you are definitely a unique mother in so many ways because you did the research. You didn't accept the no mm -hmm. as an answer. You were the mother who actually just didn't go with one thing. And still, if it didn't change, you actually went further. And I've seen this as a pattern with all the mothers who heal their children. Mm -hmm. I do. They're always mothers who are warriors. <laughs> they are not mothers who will just say, well, you know, the doctor said this, which means that that's it. You know, mm -hmm. that's actually the Bible. Yeah. They are not. They're like, nope, this doctor may not know this. I'm going to go find a different doctor until I get my answers. Yeah. So there is so much power in that. And I often say this to a lot of patients when they come and most mothers or fathers, when they come, they come with a lot of anxiety because they feel like the child is going to have this for the rest of their life, okay. right? I mean, it is really a very sad state yeah. because they come with so much of fear mm -hmm. that, oh, you know, it's this is going to be something that is never going to heal mm -hmm. because that's what they hear constantly. Yeah. But you didn't take no for an answer. <laughs> So there's more power in that. Well, thank you. And thank you for everything. Thank you for coming in today mm -hmm. and doing this interview for me. So we can actually share more of these stories, which is what we have been doing, right? Sharing stories of different kinds of healing with different kinds of modalities, not just what I do, but just different kinds of modalities. So people understand that even food allergies, you know, I mean, there are another patient of mine who's who actually came with so much of eczema all over the body. And he was allergic to everything under the sun. Everything. I'm not even kidding. And the crazy part about it is that every year his allergies were going up and up and up. And all he was offered was pretty much an antihistamine every day yeah. and an EpiPen. Yeah, I believe that. And how sad is that? It is. How do you sustain? Exactly. And the thing is that, I mean, the mother, when she came, she was in such an anxious state because she's obviously concerned about her go child going into anaphylaxis yeah. anytime. Right. I mean, she's always watching him like a hawk because she doesn't know what he is eating, what if he eats something. And sometimes it's not even things that he was necessarily like super allergic to, but he was allergic to everything. So how are you going to stop eating everything? Right. So sometimes he'll have a severe reaction to foods that didn't even come up high on the blood work. Oh, wow. Wow. So, yeah, she was super anxious. And the amazing, amazing, amazing part is, you know, I mean, what an amazing body we have. Yes. Because, yes, because his body changed so much he has almost no eczema now wow and he you know we have actually done two blood panels since 
And every time his allergies are dropping and dropping and dropping and so many of them have gone away. He's able to eat more foods. He has gained weight. He has gained height. Wow, that just sounds beautiful. Yes. And that is the ability of the body. Mm -hmm. So when I see these kinds of things, it's like, okay, you know, we need to share this because so many parents are out there thinking yeah. that there are there's no hope. Yeah. You know, there are so many people who themselves have these kinds of things and they think there's no hope. Yeah. And so thank you for bringing hope. Well, I am honored. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And we'll come up with the next one soon. Thank you so much for listening. I know you have things to do and places to be. And you chose to listen to me. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I am Dr. Samya Sridharan. And it is an absolute honor to be heard by you. I hope you enjoyed and learned something from this episode. Show us some love share with your friends and family and be sure to tune into our next episode in two weeks much love and help until then